It's FAQ NYC Off Cycle, where the New Yorkers podcast from the newsroom by and for New Yorkers, the city, steps back from the rush of the news and brings in new voices to take deeper dives and different looks into some of the things that are always happening here in the only city in the world. I'm Harry Siegel, and in just a minute, I'll be joined by Pervez Shalwani, award-winning food writer, not to mention the former, Deep Breath, investigations editor at CNN, senior editor at the Daily Beast, where the two of us back in the day interrupted a mini-golf evening with our kids to break the news of Jeffrey Epstein's arrest, and criminal justice reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Pervez is here to talk about his forthcoming new project, Stinky Lunch Kids Strike Back, and to explain what emerged when he, an American-born dozen, dipped a hot dog into New York's melting pot. But first, a special announcement from our inimitable sound engineer, Adam Kamara, here with the simple trick for turning $1 into $2 and making them both work to support local journalism, including this here podcast. FAQ NYC is brought to you by The City, a nonprofit newsroom that holds New York's powerful to account and shines a light on NYC's undercovered neighborhoods. And from now through the end of the year, every dollar donated to the city will be doubled thanks to a generous matching donation. To power the city and FAQ NYC's essential local reporting, donate at thecity.nyc slash give. That's thecity.nyc slash G-I-V-E. Thanks, Adam. And hello, Pervez. Hey. Hey, let's jump right in. What is the chat dog and where did it come from? So the chat dog is a nice play on the hot dog and is essentially a mashup of my American upbringing, which happens to be from Chicago, where the best hot dogs in the world are. Sorry, New York. Uh, and chat, which is my parents' heritage, my heritage, in this case, Pakistan, but really a South Asian street snack found all over Bangladesh. India, Pakistan, uh, and a almost huggable version of Desi cuisine, uh, which is uh, the right way to pronounce it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. The chat dog came to be. It's had a long journey. Uh, We could take it all the way back to when my father came here in 1971 uh, arrived here with his, my grandmother, a couple of his brothers. Uh, there were already family members of his here. Um, and after he arrived at some point, he discovered the hot dog. You know, he ate his first hot dog and he fell in love with it. Um, fast forward to four years later, he meets my mom. They get arranged. They're, they're arranged. Two weeks later, they get married and she moves to Canada in the middle of winter. Um, and at some point he takes her for a hot dog and she has this hot dog and she thinks it's the most disgusting thing in the world. And if you think about a hot dog and why it's the most disgusting thing in the world to her, it makes sense. I mean, you are taking a bunch of meat parts, uh, leftovers from, you know, from a cow, usually, uh, sometimes a cow and a pig and these days, you know, other animals, but you're essentially turning them into a paste, stuffing them inside of a tube. and then poaching them to turn them into something 
else. Uh, so yeah, it makes sense why they might not like that. But she has her first hot dog. She does not like it. I recently asked her where this first hot dog happened. She told me it was at Sears, which in 1975 completely makes sense because like Ikea today, uh, Sears was a department, is a department store, was a department store. And what department stores want to do is keep you there. So they have a cafeteria. So I found it fascinating. Um, 1978, I'm born. Three months later, we moved to Chicago. Chicago is essentially hot dog central. Uh, my mom comes around to loving the hot dog. As we grow up, she gives us hot dogs in just about every possible form you can imagine. All beef because we were raised Muslim. She puts them in mac and cheese. She puts them in... Um, we eat chili dogs, we eat hot dogs wrapped in Pillsbury dough, biscuit dough, Pillsbury dough, croissant dough. I mean, we eat hot dogs. We ate so many hot dogs growing up. Uh, Jot is a very different story for me. You know, it's a classic street food found across, you know, South Asia. I bet if you were to talk to people, everybody has their own secret Jot recipe. And it was not something I ate knowingly growing up because one of the main ingredients in most shots, if not all shots, is shot masala. And shot masala has the stench when you open it of dirty farts, you know, fragrant farts. One would say it smells like shit. Um, and when you're a young South Asian boy, in western suburbs of chicago and maybe anywhere really in the u.s in the 1970s and early and 80s 80s really the uh, you have been made fun of for you know your culture your house smells like curry your you know your parents smell like curry your food is this your food is that so like you know what we didn't want to do was show our our you know our heritage to to our uh to our friends uh and we wanted to assimilate in the best way possible and and my mom did this too you know she would find ways i i joke a lot that my mom was like the pakistani version of sandra lee uh she would do things like put indian spices in shake and bake she would make cheese naan you know using two of the iconic ingredients of the 80s sargento cheese and prego pasta sauce to make, uh, you know, on, on top of naan that she would put in a toaster oven. Um, so basically non-pizza. Non-pizza. But chot, chot was definitely not one of those things we ate, at least knowingly. I ate probably eight chot knowingly for the first time sometime in my late teens. And then, you know, as you get older, you realize this stuff's delicious and, you know, you, and, and you ate it. You just didn't eat it, you know, in front of your white friends, if you will, you know, and, and it's sad, but as time went on, you know, and I started cooking and, you know, my cooking sort of became, I'm not the kind of person who makes straight Indian cuisine, uh, though I like making straight Indian cuisine, but I was like, who am I? You know, I'm also mixing in flavors of my childhood with flavors of my heritage all the time. And at some point comes this opportunity. Uh, I have met my wife. We're married. We have this friend of ours who has been throwing these uh, great hot dog cook-offs for years and you know, that has ended now, but it's her birthday. It's in 2017. And for her birthday, her friends have decided that they're going to throw her a surprise birthday party that is going to be themed the great hot dog cook-off. I got a question here. I got a question here. 
The beauty of hot dogs, what makes them such an exquisite bachelor food, and my father lived on, on this bachelor food. When he'd have guests over for barbecues when I was a kid, family legend has it. He told my mother, you know, hide the good hot dogs, meaning the Hebrew nationals, to so put the other one on. But 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 a hot dog cook off. I mean I mean, you take the hot dog, you add heat, and then you consume it, right? What what is there to cook off? Well, you know, hot dog cooks, what, what else can you imagine with a cook-off? I mean, think about, you know, even growing up, all the different ways that people would put a hot dog, you know. I remember seeing mac and cheese on a hot dog when I first got to New York at a fancy restaurant called Ditch Plains. We that's an abomination. Chili, to some people, that's an abomination. Uh, to some people, you know, in some parts of the country, lots of parts of the country, they put chili on a hot dog and they call it a chili dog. Uh, and it's chili, cheese, onions, you know, fresh onions, uh, raw onions on a hot dog now you see things like the sonoran hot dog or a bacon wrap hot dog uh you see korean hot dogs are really cool these days so you know the hot dog is sort of a vehicle for whatever you can imagine can go on top of a hot dog i mean most people you know in chicago you have this thing called the chicago style hot dog that you know some americans think is an abomination in itself and it is uh a common you know it's a hot dog with celery salt and uh, pickles and mustard and raw onions and uh, and hot peppers and tomato slices. You know what it never uh, relish. What it never has is, and I'm not even getting all the ingredients. So if anybody's going to call me out, just be like, you know, I'm just talking off the top of my head here. But what it never has is ketchup. And there are restaurants in Chicago that you'll go to who will go so far as to say, if you ask for ketchup, they don't even have any in the restaurant. You know, so you know. I think different parts of the country have different things, you know, ways of 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 consuming a hot dog. And I'm sure there's even different ways of cooking the hot dog. I mean, I've seen in Philadelphia, I remember they would, they, you know, people don't know that Pat's the king of steaks, uh, or I guess it's Gino's, Gino, one of the two. You can go and you can ask for a hot dog. Uh, and the hot dog is three deep fried hot dogs put on the same roll that they put the cheesesteak on with everything that they put on the cheesesteak. And you want it with cheese whiz. and you know, you're probably eating it at two o'clock in the morning because that's how I've had it. And you're regretting your decision the next morning. But, you know, again, another different way of having a hot dog. So great hot dog cook-off comes around. Five of us, I think it was five, maybe more, decide to make this a eventful birthday for this friend of ours. And my wife and I decide to team up and make a hot dog. You know, what are we going to do? Bilberry is a type of chat. So it's, it. you know, in this case, it was sort of traditional potato chaat, which is boiled potatoes tossed with, you know, onions, garlic, uh, green chutney, and, you know, there's salt, um, cilantro, um, chaat masala, and then topped with bilberry mix, which is a, you know, type of Indian crunchy. Uh, and then we put um, fried onions on top, cilantro on top, a little bit more chaat masala on top, uh, some green chutney on top, and some tamarind chutney on top. And we served it at this hot dog competition. I think we called it Ring My Bilberry or something like that. You know, it's kind of silly. And it ends up winning. It ends up winning, you know, the uh, the judges award. It ends up winning, you know, the just genuine taster award. And we think nothing of it. You know, it's like, it's great. You know, we love this thing. It, it, it went well. And then, I don't know, some point during the pandemic when we're all stuck at home and, you know, trying to find weird ways to eat and cook and and uh whatnot i'm like wait a minute hot dog shot dog and people are calling you up at this point right because you're a food guy and like i got these five things in the fridge like what uh, can i cook with them uh it was it became a, a good uh, a, uh one of my reporters at the time 
actually we're stuck at home at this point she's like you really need to start a twitter campaign in which you know you tell people you you know to tell them what they have in their fridge and you could uh and you'll tell them what to do with it and i was like how could this possibly go wrong because it's twitter you know and somebody would be like ah oh, i have laundry detergent in my fridge or you know if anybody saw the nyquil chicken thing uh you know i have nyquil and chicken in my in my fridge but you know thankfully it didn't go south and people actually reached out and uh i think it helped you know ease some of the insanity in those first few weeks of the pandemic uh but it was fun you know and i'm like look honestly i'm a guy you can reasonably reach out to and say i have five things in my fridge you know what can i do with them you know now if you give me like one to be named new york city person tweeted out i have these five spices in my you know in my spice drawer and that's all i have you can't do really much with that though you could probably make a broth of some kind or a tea of some kind out of it um you know or or maybe even a michelada if you had a can of beer but you know there are limitations also uh but i guarantee i'll find you something you can do with them uh so you know during the pandemic we're playing around you know trying to think outside the box and all of a sudden comes to me wait hot dog shot dog that's a good play on a hot dog uh and it's like okay what can we do with this and then you know fast forward to this year starting in the spring we start making shot dogs out of all different kinds of flavors you know we do the potato one and we do you know we do a corn and tomato one and we do um god i'm trying to think what other ones we did um and it just sort of starts to evolve fast forward to the you know to this we're having friends over they're tasting everybody's like this is great uh come july I decide to leave CNN. I've had enough of, you know, covering policing in America and uh, sort of go into hyperdrive on making these. I make them when I go to Chicago with family at, you know, at a gathering and they're like, this is amazing. And then we start making them over the summer at various gatherings in Brooklyn and in upstate while we were upstate. Then we go to Toronto for the anniversary of my grandmother's death. And uh, she died during COVID. So we hadn't gotten together. So this is the first time we're all getting together. And you know, I make them for family there at an event. And people are like, this is amazing. You got to do these. And it's like, at this point, we're getting so much good feedback. It's like, I just got to do this. Talk to a buddy of mine who is a beer writer, but also does events. And, you know, two weeks ago, we had our first event. We cooked three different kinds of shot dogs, paired them with a special beer that was made by this brewery. And the shot dog was launched. And it's been a huge hit, you know. And if people want to find a little more about this, maybe find a way to sample a chat dog of their own, there's somewhere on Instagram they can go to do that, right? Well, you know, follow. I hate I, it, it has to be a plug here. Follow at chat dog, C H A A T D O E, on Instagram. That was an inconvenient time for an irrecoverable Zoom glitch. In case it wasn't obvious, that C H A A T D O G on instagram uh and that's where you will see upcoming events uh the plan is to do you know as many events as possible and hopefully we'll be launching one soon you know teaming up with breweries which is a natural fit teaming up you know taking doing restaurant takeovers for a couple of hours um private events and you know pop-ups and hopefully all over the country not even just in new york city uh so you know that's that that for now is going to be the place to find them at some point there will be a website and look this is the chat dog for me is a very you know as i said it was a very personal thing it's you know i'm not even getting to the larger point here actually you know it's it for Please me do. it's you know which is a 
mashup of my Pakistani heritage and my and my and my American upbringing, but part of a larger project that I want to be working on, which is called the uh, Stinky Lunch Kids Strike Back. Uh, and Stinky Lunch Kids Strike Back, it will start as you know, likely start as a Substack, uh, and it will be, and obviously, you know, you and I are teaming up to do you know a couple of podcasts on this as well, uh, and. What it is, is it's the story of American food. It's the story of immigrants who came over here with, you know, what they grew up eating, which is every single one of us, let's be honest. And, you know, we're either made fun of their food or people are like, what is this? This is weird. And then at, all, at some point it became part of, quote unquote, what is American food? And that is a constant evolution. People come here, their food is, quote unquote, ethnic. And then at some point it flavors of it a lot of it becomes part of American food. Um, and the chot dog is that. There are so many stories, like I said, of my mom, you know, doing yeah, shake and bake and pizza naan. Uh, but there's so many stories of this. People who come here and the food of their, 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 you know, their homeland is sort of mixes with the food of America and you have new dishes. And what we want to do with Stinky Lunch Kids Strike Back is celebrate those whether they're coming out of cookbooks whether they're coming out of restaurants whether they're coming out of you know some mom in oklahoma city whose daughter is like my mom took barbecue and she mashed it up with you know kimchi and this is what we have right or whatever uh you know i feel like those recipes are countless and endless and i want this to be a place where we celebrate those Talk a little about the uh, the evolution of the chat dog as you've been working on this uh, in terms of toppings, in terms of buns, in terms of anything else. Because, uh, you know, you have an idea and then, then, then you keep playing with it, right? Right. You know, it was like, look, we did the Bilpuri dog and we called it the Bilpuri dog at that time. If we would have thought of, you know, if, if if the light bulb that came off, you know, only four or five years later was, hey, let's call it the chat dog. We would have called it the chat dog uh, right off the bat. Um, you know, as far as buns go, you know, we, I mean, we've played with all different kinds of buns. You know, we did the side load buns. We did the top load buns. We decided to do the top load buns because one, they look better Two, they, you know, they just work better. You know, things don't fall out of them. You know, when we talk about top load buns, the top load bun is the kind of bun that you might get a lobster roll in it. So it's, you know, uh, and it's very Northeast thing. So yes, there is some Northeast in this hot dog as well. And yeah, I remember. Well, there was an event when we were doing up in Hudson and I was hell bent on finding a brioche bun. And I, you know, and we were going to try a couple of different buns and we got the brioche buns and we'd made, you know, these shot, we made shot dogs using brioche buns. And in the end, we're like, the brioche bun is overwhelming the shot dog. Uh, you know, and it was the same thing with, with, with the hot dog. We tried all these fancy hot dogs and we tried all these different kinds of hot dogs. And sometimes we tried local hot dogs or regional hot dogs. And in the end, you know, we went with a Pepperidge Farm white top load bun and a Hebrew national hot dog. Uh, you know, if I were in Chicago, I would use a Vienna beef hot dog. But, you know, classic hot dogs, you know, that have a decent amount of fat, a decent amount of salt, a nice uh, a snap to the skin. But that's something, you know, that and the same thing with a bun, something that toasts really well, has some, you know, has some heft to it uh, that can hold up uh with the shot because what we're doing is the bun and the hot dog are just a vehicle for the shot you know they're they're complementing it but they're not they're not shining above it if you will i mean i can get really in the weeds you know we 
went into how do you cut the hot dog? What kind of shot do we use? Uh, you know, we've tasted a bunch of different kinds of shot. I'm still, you know, thinking about whether we make our own shot at some point, chop masala. The funny thing about the buns is, that, you know, we are getting the, you know, when you get hot dog buns, you can essentially, you know, they're all not glued together, but they, you know, they come together and you have to tear them off each other. And, you know, we were tearing them off each other uh, and, and grilling them and we weren't getting the perfect smooth crust. And what we realized was, and I know some chef out there is going to be like, you're an idiot, was, oh, instead of pulling them apart with our hands, we should use a bread knife to cut through them because this way you get the flat edge that toasts perfectly, you know? And then toasting, we were originally toasting in butter. And I was like, wait a minute, why am I toasting in butter? You know, why not? Or in oil, uh, in olive oil. I was like, why am I not toasting in something that, you know, is on brand here? So we started toasting them in ghee, uh, which is essential, which is not even essentially, it is, a South Asian version of clarified butter. It's a little bit smokier. And so that's what it is. It's a ghee toasted bun mm -hmm. with a hot dog cradled inside, topped with shot, uh, and then finished with, you know, pickled peppers, which is a little bit of a Chicago thing, uh, crispy onions, which is very much a Indian, a South Asian thing, some sort of crunchy, which we've, you know, we've settled for now on a combination of Two different kinds of crunchies one is called sev the other one is called uh bundi seven bundi and you know there's a green chutney there's a tamarind and plum chutney which is sort of a a mashup with my wife who makes jam for a living uh and owns a jam and mustard company and so we teamed up together to do a tamarind and plum chutney which is delicious and then a little bit of extra chop masala and there you have it you know and then the flavors boy the flavors have been fun uh, you know, the potatoes always classic. It's been there every single time. You know, it works really well with a hot dog. Then we've done corn and tomato, peach and tomato, uh, tomato and cucumber. Um, and most recently we've settled on three flavors that seem to work really, really well. Uh, one is the potato one, which we do every time. The second is a corn, a roasted corn and charred poblano, mm -hmm. uh, and the which totally came out of nowhere. We had some extra corn left one day, and we had these poblano peppers. And I was like, I sent a friend, uh, my cousin outside. I said, "Hey, can you go char these ears of corn? And we'll cut them off, and you know, char these uh, poblanos. We'll pull a little bit of the skin off and chop them up." And you know, we did sort of the same thing we do to a lot of the uh, most of the chopped masals. We tossed it with some minced onion, minced garlic. Uh, a little bit of olive oil, chopped masala, green chutney, and it ended up being a huge hit. And then we, when we hit fall, we're like, well, we can't use tomatoes, really. Uh, I mean, we could, but it wasn't even in the plan for this event. But I was like, at last minute, I was like, oh, we have these apples sitting around. So we made an apple shot and threw it on top of a hot dog. And at that party, it was the biggest hit. And so we did an apple one. And it's the apple one's the one that people are like the most skeptical of. And then in the end, are like, wow, this is the one that tastes the best. That's beautiful. Riviz, thank you. Thank you for, for joining us and sharing a bit about the uh, the chat dog, which is just your usual uh, Pakistan to Canada to Chicago to New York City food story. And I, I'm really looking forward to hearing you talking with other food folks about uh, their immigrant stories and their food stories. And their family stories that all all mix together and, and finding out where those go.
maybe I'm being naive, but I'm hoping, you know, one day what this project will do is at least help folks explore some of their differences and notice some of their similarities through food. So we'll see. Amen. More to come. I need to uh, sample a uh, chat dog very soon. Uh, I may I may see you soon to make that happen. Uh, I, I, I'd I be happy to cook you a chat dog. Ah. F-A-Q. This has been FAQ NYC. We're a part of the city. A nonprofit, nonpartisan newsroom dedicated to hard-hitting reporting that serves the people of New York. And where every dollar you donate will now be doubled thanks to a generous matching donation. Just go to thecity.nyc slash give. That's thecity.nyc slash G-I-V-E. We are headquartered at NYU's McSilver Institute for Poverty, Policy, and Research, and are a proud member of the Brickhouse Cooperative of Independent Journalists, Critics, and Artists, online at popula.com. This episode's host was Harry Siegel, who's also our executive producer. I'm our engineer, Adam Kimera. Thank you to our guest, Pervez Shalwani, the creator of The Chot Dog, and the forthcoming Stinky Lunch Kids Strike Back. And thank you, listener, for joining us and making it this far. Be kind, be cool, and we'll be back soon with more. At one of the events, these beef farmers that we've become friends with upstate showed up with some uh so some sausages that they had just produced and i was like sure we'll throw some shot on there and we'll just call them chotwurst instead of bratwurst <laughs> so the 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 brother the brother of the chot dog the chotwurst <laughs>